Happy Wednesday, everyone. Have you heard that the Maldives is the perfect place to fall in love? It's also the perfect place to participate in sunset yoga, bike in heels, and sweat. But that's neither here nor there. Becca has finally landed herself a man. And even though he's not the one she imagined standing with her at the end of her love journey, he is ready to do the damn thing. Some guy in Austin and I break down the episode, we talk about road trip food for some reason, and we gear up for watching 9,000 hours of Bachelor in Paradise. Just like Becca and Garrett, we are living our truth, learning and growing, sharing and caring. Oh, look, dolphins! Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It is episode 64 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast, and we've reached the moment we've all been waiting for. Who will Becca choose in her journey to find love? And now we know that it's Garrett. Spoiler alert for those people who may not have seen it yet, but I would figure you would read the title of this podcast and know that that's what we're going to talk about. Well, just um, just uh, I'd like to congratulate ourselves for yeah. winning the 50-50 odds <laughs> of picking the correct <laughs> We suitor. picked right side of the coin. That is exactly yeah. correct. I think there were several times last night where I doubted myself. Where I thought, are they tricking me? Or, or am I wrong? But then there was one moment where I thought, oh, I'm not wrong. I mean, she apparently struggled because she was very emotional. Yeah. But I didn't see Blake. I just didn't. He was too wishy-washy and too, yeah. I don't know, too vulnerable, I guess. Yeah. And according to her, you know, there was nothing wrong with him. And that was the biggest red flag of all. It was too easy. Yeah, I mean, this relationship is too good. I'm going to pick somebody who's um, on my radar, but not satisfying mm-hmm. me the entire time because I want to change them. No. Do you think? Do you think that was a mistake? I don't think so. I think, I think that Blake might have shot himself in the foot a little bit whenever he just couldn't. He couldn't wrangle it in. Does that make sense? Because I don't no, want to say he was so emotional and that drove he her was. crazy. Because how many times did Garrett cry last night? Yeah, he but that was like a, a good cry. That was like happy tears. It wasn't like insecure tears. And when right. I think if you want a a just a good image of what the whole time with her was probably like, yeah. it's when um, they were cutting back and forth between the family interview when he was being asked about Garrett and then his comments where he just was mm-hmm. so upset that um, they were telling him he someone was going to lose and, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he'd be okay no matter what, mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, and he just about exploded. You could yep. see him almost just burst into tears when we're, when Becca's mom was telling him, you'll be okay whichever yep. way That you was go. the so, moment I knew. That was yeah. the exact moment I knew where she looked him in the face and said, you're going to be okay if this doesn't work yeah. out. And he was like, oh. I, I, the good news that, that I think there appears to be good news is that if uh, Becca and um, Garrett don't work out, apparently Becca's brother might want to marry Garrett. I thought he was pretty excited about Garrett. They had a good cry together. Uh, and then he gave his wholehearted endorsement about Garrett being a very special person in front of the family. That wasn't her brother. 
Who was it? That was her uncle. That wasn't Uncle Gary, was it? No, it was Uncle Chuck. Get your oh, uncles Uncle right. Chuck. <laughs> I thought it was her But brother. he did. He did. He loved him with his yeah. whole heart and, and said he was a poet. So, yeah, a poet. Ooh. I thought that. And that was a little, the whole family was like, whoa, uh. did you just see that on the air? <laughs> I thought her mom was a nice person. I thought Uncle yep. Gary was just, just below the surface. Chuck, Uncle, Gary. Uncle Chuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, Uncle Gary. The other guy, Uncle Gary. No, was that's that not Gary? Uncle Gary either. Oh, where, where was Uncle Gary? <laughs> he, he didn't make the trip. Oh, well, who Remember, was Remember, Uncle Gary had his, has a cane. Yeah, but that guy was sitting down the whole time. Who the hell was the other guy? He can poke people with. I think that's another uncle, an additional uncle. Oh, well, I, was, I just by default assumed I know. that that was Uncle Gary. I know. Uncle Gary is in the pantheon of the Bachelorette universe, and he wasn't there. But Emily was there, the sister. I yes. liked her a lot. I liked her. Did you like Emily's hair? Did you feel like she needed a straightening iron? Emily's hair. So I was, I was in my viewing party. I have somebody there that has a version of Emily's hair. It wasn't that big, but it was a version of Emily's hair. And it's my friend Lindsay, and she said, the girl just needs a top knot. She just needs to, because when What's you're in it, that means, you know, just pile all your hair on top of your head and make mm. it look like a bun. Because when you're in that kind of tropical environment, your hair's going to grow and expand. There's, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So you just need to embrace the curls and pile them on top of your head and be done with it. And if you notice, the next day, that's exactly what she did. I'm starting to worry now about Leo in uh, Paradise. Yeah, it's going to um, be tough. But he, he may does have, the same have issue. plenty of people who will have hair products there to help him wrangle that mess. That's true. So um, the sister, did we meet the sister the first time around with Ari? Because I don't no. remember. Mm-mm, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. But I did like her, and you could tell... That the sister, I think you could tell the sister liked Garrett more than Blake. Did you get I that agree. feeling? Yep, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the whoever I just called Uncle Gary right, was Uncle, Uncle Chuck. Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uncle Chuck was in love with him. Yes. Um, the uh, the for, a guy formerly known as Uncle Gary, whoever that guy was, um, I thought he liked <laughs> Blake a little better. Yeah. Because the word balance, they kept using the word balance <laughs> over and over. You balance each other out was one uh-huh. guy, and then the other one was, but he challenges you, which was yeah. Garrett. What do you think that's code for? Um, when we're sitting there, Mrs. Some Guy, she said, um, when when the guy says, uh, oh, he, he challenges you, she said, just for the record, she looked right at me, she goes, just for the record, I don't want to be challenged in a relationship. I just want to do what I'm going to do. That was, I mean, totally unsolicited. <laughs> And I said, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Said, oh, dear. that's why the counter is always messy when you come home and I don't challenge you to clean it up. <laughs> so that's what I think challenge challenge was in Becca's mind. So it's, it just has to be your personality. In Becca's I guess mind. It's someone that someone that, you know, calls you to the carpet for. Right. And you know, makes you a better person. I yes. guess. I in Becca's in mind, challenging her meant pushing her limits and pushing her to the boundaries and making her experience life in a different way. And it's where, you know, we're going to challenge each other to be better people. But whenever you balance each other, that feels to quote Becca and everybody else, this entire season, that feels a little more 50, 50. 
you know, even though I don't like that. I think you need to be 100, 100. But 50, 50 is they, they kept saying we were good partners. That was brought up again when they went down the river with the rest of Taiwan mm-hmm. on the national yep. holiday. They were a good team. And that's when he knew he fell in love with her and that dirty, gross. I was glad to well, see that nobody lost the toe. Me or too. Mm, well, we don't know. I didn't see his feet, but. The word challenge makes me cringe a little bit. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be as as blunt as your wife was, but saying I don't want to be challenged. Um, but I, I, challenge makes me a little twitchy too. So I might be in the camp where I consider that uh, that leans negative to me. I just look. Here's my. But you take can on balance it. somebody by challenging <laughs> them. We just need if to you- call it a different word. Okay, it sounds it sounds like we're dealing with acrobats and not you know what I mean. They're going to balance each other, challenge mm-hmm. each other. They're going to keep each other on each other's toes. I and mean, right, there was a right, lot right. of all that. Um, and I just that's so naive. I think that's mm-hmm. that was my impression of of their impression of the whole thing. It was just naive. I think Garrett is a safe safer choice for her. He's been married, so I think he gets at least he's walked into the house, you know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So I think uh, even though it was for two months, he still went through the process and, you know, presumably mentally committed to somebody for a period before that. So I think that's that's a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was incredibly indecisive, I thought, and I thought she was looking for her family to make up her mm-hmm, mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like it was the most dramatic, raw, unedited, uh, disturbing yeah. version of anything I'd ever seen. I mean, Blake mm-hmm. cried into a, a dish rag. Right. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure if he was crying or he was just sweating to death. <laughs> I know. And That's we were, what I thought the most dramatic would be, that he's going to uh, keel over of a heat stroke. Yeah, dehydration. And, if mm-hmm. you ever need the ambulance. It's, yeah, it's uh, then. It's right um, then. Have you ever worn formal attire uh, in a boat across a tropical Mm-mm. ocean? Mm-mm. No. Um, have you ever um, professed your love for somebody in 100% humidity? Mm-mm. Well, you're from Houston, probably. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Did I you have think never. at Tahiti? Where were they? Tahiti? Where no, were they? No, the Maldives. The Maldives, yeah. Um, Tahiti, completely opposite side. Um, okay. Same thing. Keep going. What? Um, everybody knows that was a set. It's like the same people that designed the lunar landing designed that. Um, I, did you feel like the Maldives was the perfect place to fall in love? You know, I thought the Maldives was the prettiest place to fall in love. And my favorite part about the whole entire thing were those little tiki huts on the water. Cause you know, (laughs) Becca was in one, and Garrett was in the one right next to that, and Blake was in the one right next to that, and then Harrison had the whole entire row across the way. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison prayed his own island. Um, I thought that. um, Do you know who else was there that I read today? um, Ryan and Trista. No. They are so yesterday. They are no longer the OG couple. Please. They've moved on to Jade and Tanner and Carly and Evan. and The the guy with the pointy chin, the girl who cries. What are their names? Uh Were they there? They were there? No. Ari was there. Why? Uh Uh-huh. He had a conversation with Becca before she decided who she was going to marry. They cut that out, huh? They cut that out. So I've seen promo pictures of it. Um, it's kind of all over social media today of the two of them drinking what looks like some sort of 
milkshake contraption thing. And um, there's a picture of him and Lauren, like, mm. on those decks looking out onto the beautiful ocean. Yeah. It's th- this trend now where they just import, you know, mm-hmm. 30% of last season's cast to, you know, mull around. Yeah. It's got to be a good gig for some of these people. It was just a quick trip to the Maldives before they head to Mexico to <laughs> stay for the summer. Mm-hmm. To babysit the other islanders in paradise. Now, here's here's what I do want to talk about. Let's talk about the dates. So, Blake goes first, and we... we we talk about this a lot. Blake goes first. Garrett goes second. Blake has, I think they maybe bike around the Maldives, and then Garrett gets a pirate ship. Yeah, a big Unfair. pirate ship. Unfair, yes. Yeah. It was I, not, even a, not I, even a catamaran. It was no, a big pirate ship. it was a big pirate ship. And I always think that's not fair when you're asked to. <laughs> She's pedaling around in her heels and romper and mm-hmm. with the GoPro, and he's sweating to death. And then they finally get to the beach where they talk, and she says something along the lines of, he, he said, how, how did your family like me? What did they say? And her response was, <laughs> they just told me to continue to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Blake. But you know what? Props to him for picking up on it. He picked up on the intuition because he said – this is Did the you, same thing. Yes, no, no, no. He said this is the same thing that happened with my ex-girlfriend. Something was off, and 48 hours later, she broke up with me. And I'm feeling that same thing. And I was like, yeah, you are. You are, yeah. buddy. Well, I don't, I, see, I, I would disagree that that was intuitive. I think it was blatantly obvious that, well, you know, she that wasn't is telling true. him, I love true. you, or anything like that. And then my favorite part about Garrett's date, other than, you know, on the big pirate ship. So they're gallivanting around in the ocean and they're talking about deep love and having this really serious moment. And all of a sudden he goes, dolphins. And they <laughs> look over and there are these dolphins. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought that, that describes him perfectly. Like yeah. he's in this moment and then squirrel. Yeah. And, oh, look, Somebody dolphins. needs his yeah, bright light. <laughs> Somebody needs his, uh, you, know, you know what she should do? She should buy one of those laser pointers, you know, for whenever... She just wants to, him to shut up and go away. Uh, he is a little ADD, jingle, I think. Jingle. That was that was oh my gosh, that was my favorite part. And then there they there's this buoy or what? Not a buoy, but something floating in the water that says Equator. And they're like, <laughs> we're on top of the world. And I went, well, uh, kind of on the yeah. side of the world. I don't know. What, on <laughs> top in of the it's middle a little, of it. Yeah, it's a little colder <laughs> on top of the world than it is um, in the Maldives. Oh, uh, I usually, did, I mean, I don't, you know, honestly, um, you know, I'm full of stupid facts, um, yes. but I, I don't know anything about the Maldives. I, I'm assuming there was some pirates there at one point. Um, yeah. did you think that the amount of Becca's rompers displayed was inordinately large? Yeah, she was only in rompers this go around. But she changed like every five minutes. Every scene, she had a different romper on. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about Blake's pink linen shorts to the family meet and greet? I thought that was a mistake. Oh, I like pink. Yeah, but it doesn't say it doesn't say alpha male here to claim my my you know wife. It says. Please, I hope you like me. I hope you don't break up with me in five minutes. That's what it says to me. 
Does it? And okay. The fact that the pseudo Uncle Gary, what was his name, Uncle Chuck, Chuck, um, wasn't swayed by that, um, mm. I think, is indicative of how ineffective his uh, mm. choice of outcome mm-hmm. was. And uh, Garrett's uh, teary-eyed crying. He wasn't really crying. He just kind of had his own thing going on behind his eyes, and he was yeah. tearing up. And, yeah. Uh, that was very effective. Yeah. Very effective. Now, what do you think about after they had their biking date and pirate shipping date, what do you think that night they have their own individual dates? And mm-hmm. and Garrett really hits a home run by saying something along the lines of, I'd be crushed if it wasn't me, but essentially in the end, all I want is for you to be happy. And I think that mm-hmm. kind of put the final nail in the coffin. That's not the right analogy. I think that was the cherry on top. <laughs> that might, of... might be actually the only appropriate <laughs> analogy. And, the and considering on top of the Sunday? The, listen, it was just fantasy week. There's no cherry references <laughs> that are going to be effective at this point. Nail in the coffin might be the nail appropriate. Nail in the coffin. There we go. <laughs> I think that was that was good. Now, on the flip side, Blake presented her with a shadow box of sorts. That was, um, oh my, it's so pathetic. Okay, I, so it, stop right there. <laughs> I know you said it's pathetic. I get it. I agree 100%. Shadow now. box? Let's see. Come on. Just just think about what you're getting ready to say. No. Just, just think about it no, before no, you say no, it. No, 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 no. You're not going to defend the shadow box, I'm are you? Not, I don't want you to okay. defend the shadow box. <laughs> I want you to tell me the best homemade gift you've ever given to a girl. A homemade as, gift? Yes, as well as the one that you have received. Well, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I am, you know, I guess I fancy myself some sort of a writer. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, uh, before I was jaded and cynical, um, I was quite the romantic. No, you're not cynical. Uh, Well, you know, that's uh, sarcasm suits you, Lindsay, and I appreciate the sentiment. But um, yeah, I'm a big jerk. Anyway, so you weren't, remember? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You wrote a poem but just the, like the benefit, Garrett. The benefit to being cynical, though, is I can only be pleasantly surprised. Okay. All right. So here's the deal, though. So mm-hmm. back in the day, I was quite the romantic, you know, because even you know, I majored in English lit and philosophy. And so I was a thinker and all that stuff. But even like in high school and stuff, I read I read poetry like um, voraciously and I was into Shakespeare and I was into you know, movies that were, you know, like old movies and stuff. And so I had this kind of romantic thing. So then we're going to say the, the best gift, homemade gift I ever gave was probably some sort of composition, um, professing my love in verse. Uh-huh. Um, so that, that's the best I can do. I never did anything like, um, making, you know, a shadow box <laughs> or uh, a diorama maybe. <laughs> Um, is that the same thing? Isn't it the same thing? Is a diorama the same thing as a shadow box? What's the, what's the distinction? A diorama's funnier. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a diorama of like a paper me like on my knee with my heart beating out of my chest. Um, oh, I made a diorama in fourth grade of a blue I didn't, whale. I did one. I think the only diorama I made was about in fourth grade, and it was something to do with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I think I remember. Um, oh, so no, I've never so done sad. that. 
I did, you know, there was a florist up the street from my house and I did a lot of like flowers and things like that. But one of the funniest things I ever did, uh, and my, this ex-girlfriend had reminded me of this years later because she still remembered it. I got in this huge fight with my ex-girlfriend. Um, and, um, I went to the florist and I bought her a cactus and I had it delivered and it said, I'm not going to tell you her name, but it said, dear so-and-so, I'm sorry for being such a prick. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Uh-huh. That got me a phone call and it got me out of the doghouse. Nice. So. Hey, y'all, it's Lindsay here to tell you about my FabFitFun box full of beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. The one I just received has eight different items, and I'm already obsessed with this moisturizer from Pure Lease and a trigger point ball from Maji Sports. I know, I'm loving the fitness part of the box. Who knew? The FabFitFun box is retail for $49.99, but always have a value of more than $200. But we've got a deal for you. Use the coupon code GREENBEANS for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. Now back to the show. Uh, and Do the you best... remember receiving anything? You know, I, I did get a lot of like, I got some mixtapes. It's oh, uh, my love language right there. Yeah. I got a couple of uh, like collage type of things, you know, like, mm-hmm. like picture frames with like all kinds oh, of okay. pictures in them mm-hmm. of like, you know, love and all years. that. Kind of, yeah. That's right. And then mm. they take magazine clippings from like, um, um, you know, Cosmo where it says like, oh. do you love him? Question mark. And they put it next to, you know, stuff like that. So oh, okay. those are the only ones I can really remember. Um, I don't, you know, never really was a, you know, I never got like a paper mache heart or anything like that. How about you? What what was your best? Um, I was, oh, let's see. I I don't remember getting anything that was memorable enough. That was, (laughs) that was homemade. I don't remember Uh ever getting anything homemade other than, you know, a note in between class or something. Mm-hmm. But um, fold it I, folded a certain way where you had to pull the thing and it came open and all that. You know, like yes, the, for your eyes only, and you draw the eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do. But I did have. Um, whenever I went off to college, every time I came home and went off to college, my boyfriend at the time would pack me dinner to eat once I got home, and I thought that was nice because food it's a little, also is my. Uh, that's language. weird. No, it's not. He'd like pack you like in case you get lost in the woods type of thing? Or no, what was the purpose? because it was a three-hour drive. And let's say you're leaving at three and you get home at six. Well, when you get home at six, then you can eat the whatever that he packed. The arduous three-hour journey. No, it was big time for itty-bitty Hallsville, Texas. Going yeah, to Waco? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, well, tell that to the Donner family next time mm-hmm. you're... Uh, you know. <laughs> You know what? What's your road trip food? Do you have any road trip food that you always get only when you get on a road trip? I'll tell you mine, um, but you, you first. If I pass through a Bucky's, I'll always get Beaver Nuggets and yep. red sour balls. Uh, <laughs> all right, you just use the word Beaver and balls in one sentence. I just want that noted. Um, all right, so <laughs> all right, let me get over that real quick. Sorry. <laughs> so. Here's mine. It's a true uh, statement. Beaver uh, nuggets. No, no, those are for, for anyone who's not from Texas. Bucky's B U C C E E apostrophe S. Um, mm-hmm. it, you got to do the Bucky stuff. You have to. Got the best. The candy wall is. Yeah. You could spend hours on the candy wall, but Amen. um, yeah, their food's good. But so, but my my road trip food, mm-hmm. and I only eat it when I'm on the road. Okay. Um, be- beef jerky. Both. 
I know it's disgusting, but it's Rocher Poog. Mm-hmm. Um, b- beef jerky, uh, um, sunflower seeds. Oh. Put a big old hunk in my cheek, and I spit them into the empty big red bottle that Oof. I drink first. So I, I get my mm. big red, I drink that, uh, and then I get a bottle of water, and then I get my uh, sunflower seeds in my cheek, and I spit them the seeds, the the shells into the empty big red bottle. Um, that's my road trip food. And you never drink big red any other time than never. when you're road tripping somewhere. Never. Just I crave it when I like if I go to the gas station. On a road trip, Big Red. If I go to a gas station today, for instance, walk right past the Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had a friend of mine, and I, I know we're off off topic here. I had a friend of mine who uh, chewed tobacco. And so we were on a long road trip one time. We're going down to Padre Island, and uh, he had a milk jug. And um, if you've ever been around anyone who chews tobacco, it's the most disgusting. Because so they, they have a, a, either a styrofoam cup with a napkin in it Ugh. to prevent the spit from... Sloshing around, Ugh. spilling, Ugh. or you get a bottle, bottle like a like Coke bottle or something, yeah, and just Ugh. spin it. So his goal was to fill up oh uh, the uh, milk jug with Ugh. spit over the course of spring I'm like break. Puking over here, yeah, it's gross. So this is, gets worse. So we're in my buddy's truck. I'm in the middle. My other buddy's driving, and the guy that's spitting in the thing is Ugh. next to me. So I'm sitting there, kind of gazing out the window. My buddy. Mike is next to me driving, and all of a sudden we hear thump, glug, 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 glug. Was it on you? Was it on you? It was on the floorboard, and Ooh. it was the grossest freaking because it's it like syrup at that so point. Bad it's in there. so gross. There was a guy that I was talking to one time when I was in the oil and gas field, and I never will forget I was in North Dakota, and I was trying to talk to this guy. Finally, he started talking and answering my questions. Huge dip in his mouth, just huge. And then it dawned on me 30 minutes later, I had not seen him spit yet. Yeah, it's been swallowing because it's impolite to spit around a woman, right? It's rude to spit in front of a woman. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm giving you cancer right now. Oh my God, this is horrible, terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, it's, yeah, all right, next. Let's talk about Uncle Neil. (laughs) What did you think about the ring choices? Garrett's ring versus Blake's ring. I, you know, I'm indifferent. I think women are more excited about those. I was more excited uh, from a male's perspective that it's free and it's really <laughs> very expensive. That's what excites me about the ring. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uncle Neil, Uncle Neil looks like he's got, you know, he's had a few tweaks done sure. on the old, uh, on the old sure. noggin there. But he's, he's not Wayne Newton bad. What did you feel from a woman's perspective? I mean, are you a princess cut? Or are you a, you know, a, a whatever? A, a, what's what's the other popular one? A, the cushion cut is popular uh, these days. I don't like a pear or a heart. I don't either because it looks like it goes only one way. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. And um, I was, uh, the gold threw me off. The yellow gold threw me off. Yeah, they were two completely different rings, and um, I I will say that I like Blake's ring better. Wow, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a different. I like I I really don't have an opinion on that. Although I said you know it was free, and then uh, I think it was pretty risky of Blake to open the ring uh, mm-hmm. while the boat was going seven hundred miles I an hour. Agree. I kept yelling at him to stop that and put it mm-hmm. up. Now here's the other thing too that my friend Stephanie pointed out. It's after Blake, did you did you feel like 
They're driving 700 miles per hour there, opening their rings, looking at the dolphins. And then they get out, like Blake got out on a pier. We saw his foot step onto that pier or that whatever. I, I have a theory on this, but go ahead. And then, but Garrett came through like sand and jungle. Yeah, G- Garrett had to um, do the Diego hike through the jungle. Um, and and uh, he even got a drone following him <laughs> he did. across the the expanse it was like an issue of naked and afraid except he was dressed like the transporter um i said that about becca last night (laughs) when she bent over you couldn't see her dress and i went naked and afraid my dad loves this show (laughs) yeah and let's just let's just talk about how your dad introduces that show so that's that show where those folks are real scared oh yeah and they're naked too I'll know what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but they're real scared and they're naked. <laughs> That's what they should call it. It's, it's real scared and naked. Scared the and East naked. Te- the East Texas version <laughs> of naked oh, and daddy. Uh, um, Stephanie thinks that they had to take Garrett a different way because of... The- that's Blake right. Like sweat and tears and just well, left a trail. I think they took him a different way because they, they wanted, I think Becca was like, look, uh, sun's getting hot. We're going to drop this bozo off real close. Just get it over with quick because I did feel like, I did feel like it was a quick dumping. You know, usually they drag it out and they walk it out and they have this big True. talk. But that was pretty quick. And well, did you, did you find it odd that, um, they broke up amongst the mangroves and just, you know, mm-hmm. she she retreated into the she mangroves did. to cry and be out of breath. And he uh, got a dish towel and cried into right. it. Right. And yeah. this is this is the worst thing, though, that she can say. First of all, I don't like that they make him because, you know, she doesn't want him to do that. They make him of course, sort of say, monologue yeah. for a good 90 seconds before yeah. she says, like, wait. Um, and I'm super like, hey, man, glad. Hey, pretend he you won. Hey, pretend yes. you won. Man. Tell, tell her how much you love her. Pretend you won. I'm <laughs> super glad he didn't drop down on one knee and she have to go, oh, get back up. Sorry, yeah. get back up. That's yeah. That happened to that Groban guy, and that was yep. awful. Then they sent yep. him away in the rejection dinghy. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Anyway, that was, that was I think the worst, absolute worst thing you can say is... It was you. I, I, I saw you here with me the entire time, but it, yeah. it just until a few days ago, and then things yeah. changed. That's probably the worst thing you can say for either guy to hear that. You know, when yeah. they're watching it back. But. Yeah, I, I, you know, as you get older, like there, there's, um, you know, when I was in my twenties, you remember, you remember, and you could probably to support this, but when I was in my teens and twenties, breaking up with somebody was like this huge process, right? You had to have the talk and then there was crying and there was a whole thing. And then even, even though social media was not what it is today, frankly, it was non-existent. There were still phone calls Mm -hmm. and friends calling you and, you know, she's crying and she still loves you, but Mm -hmm. there was this whole process. You know, I was always able to say, all right, you know, this is going to hurt for a while, but you know, if someone doesn't want to be with me, then I'm done. And I didn't have that revelation until, you know, later, um, when I was in my thirties or whatever, but I just did that whole, like, well, let me walk you out and tell you, you know, how great you are. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, you might as well just lay him down in mangroves and kick sand in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that fact, that would probably be more interesting than, you know, I'm going to sit here and let you sweat in your suit. His entire I, body was weeping, yeah. all the now pores. Like, I, I no longer own this Neil Lane ring in my pocket. I, you know, I've got to make sure it get back to oh. the hut. And he's got to throw day. away that suit, too. 
Uh, you know, did you? What did you think of his suit? That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Is he had like a knit tie on so or whatever? Bad. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought uh, Garrett definitely won the suit battle, even though again he looked like the transporter. But that was very Harrison esque. Yeah. What did um, you think about Blake after? So they show him breaking up and crying into his mm-hmm. dish towel, and then they sort of show him zoned out, just staring out into the water. And she's in, you know, ha- heaving over here, can't breathe in her dress and everything. So, what do you think in the in the studio part? How do you think he acted, and why do you think Chris Harrison gave him twenty minutes of airtime? You know, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be the next Bachelor, I but don't I was uh, I was uh, online doing something else, like watching the show, um, and I clicked on a Bachelor. Uh, link right after she dumped him mm-hmm. uh, and there was all this like Twitter stuff about uh, the funniest one I saw was remember that scene in Forrest Gump where they film his driveway and he runs out of his driveway and he just keeps running Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it showed that and it said and it was from some woman and it said me running to the Maldives to comfort Blake <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's not gonna have trouble finding no, so apparently comfort. a lot of people liked I just didn't like him yeah. that much he's I, did not you? gonna be the next bachelor though no he's not very likable as far as you know just Mr. Personality but look he seemed like a genuine guy I think he really did care about her and um I think more more so than Garrett if you want, want me to be honest about it but I still mm-hmm. think I still think Garrett's good for her so then in the aftertime with the studio, Chris Harrison invites Becca. So she, Becca and Blake get to talk it out. And, of course, the one thing he says is, what was the moment you knew or what did I do? And naturally her answer is, you did nothing. Didn't do anything, right? Nothing. I just, my feelings just grew for Garrett. <laughs> so then he's saying, okay, well, I wish you nothing but the best. Great. Then we cut to Garrett and Becca. He proposes. Woohoo. Everybody's happy. So now there it's the first time in the studio. How did you think she acted? Because I feel like she was a little spazzy and may have had a few tequila shots backstage or something. Did you feel like she was way too loud and spazzy? Did you feel yes. like she was yes. crazy or something? She was a little weird. She kept like slapping his knee mm-hmm. and, and, but, um, and yelling like, yeah, we're engaged. Yeah. Just like yeah. she kept saying, we're in Thailand. Was, I yeah, sensed I a lot of relief, though. Okay. Um, you know what I think was like, and I was hoping the whole time, because I'm an empathetic guy. As much as I may seem like I'm not, I, I am. I am. Empathy is one of my strengths, I think. And I just couldn't help but think, God, I hope there's no TV in the green room or the limo, wherever wherever Blake is at this point. Mm-hmm. When they're when they're all over each other, they're talking about how great they see their engagement again. They're all teary eyed, and then they show what they show with Ari. Remember the secret date yeah, or whatever that they it now appeared, record in case someone yes, breaks up with someone. Yes, and it appeared they were in the same location when they jumped into that pool. I thought I've seen that before. Isn't that where she got dumped by Ari? <laughs> Look at that couch over there. Are those yeah. tear stains? I think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they removed the couch. Remember, they beat the heck out of it with a hammer. Oh, this right, time. right. They set it on fire. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just I felt like that was uh, if 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 Blake was forced to stay in the studio for whatever after news conference or whatever they're mm-hmm. due after. You probably know better than I do, but mm-hmm. I thought, man, I hope he's not watching any of this. I mean, that's just, you know, you got to, it's like losing the world series and then having to watch the, 
you know, right. the trophy presentation right. right in front of you. How did you feel they handled the controversy talk? I'm glad they brought it up. I There for a while I thought, they're going to sweep that thing under the rug, but I'm glad they brought it up. Well, I don't, here's the thing. I think they handled it as best they could, but I don't think it's going away. Because again, yeah. I was looking at some of the stuff and I mean, some of the, the stuff on uh, social media this morning was really harsh. Like, you know, congratulations on your bigot boyfriend, mm. Becca. Just, I mean, mm. really harsh stuff. And I thought, wow, man. Um, you know, I don't know. So I don't know how they get around that. I think he's just yeah. going to have to deal with hecklers at whatever event he's at. But, you know, I mean, yeah. the guy made a mistake. He admitted it. Like, it's a it's a freaking dating show. So, all right. So, look, we've, we've, we've taken some nice tangents here. It's always nice to talk to you about something other than The Bachelor. Um, and I'll worry about, what are they, cherry balls? What do they call those? <laughs> no, <laughs> cherry what, what sour balls. You're forgetting. Cherry sour sour ball. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll have to next time I go to Bucky's, I'll get some of those in your honor. Yes. Um, and then what's the other one? Cherry sour balls and what Beaver else? Beaver nuggets. Oh, okay. I eat those. Those are good. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you think this one's for real? Do you think it has lasting power? Uh, what, what's your What's your takeaway? Well, I think that anything that has controversy surrounding it is going to last a little longer, you know, just because they feel like they're the only two in the boat. And it's not as bad as Ari and Lauren when with, with what happened last year, but I think he's going to kind of cling to her a little bit. I think it will last for a while, but I don't think it'll last forever. Here's what I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. We're going to come to minnesota Mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna go to reno for a while Mm -hmm. and then we'll probably live in la for a couple years yeah end up in la yeah i I thought that was um that's a bizarre seemed very you know a very um deliberate plan for something so i'm sure they're going to capitalize like sean and Catherine. god bless them on uh, all the opportunities that the bachelor brings so speaking um, of sean and Catherine, did you know that today that there is an app that launched called Vouch, and it's a dating do? app that Sean and Catherine endorse. Sean's good friend started it. So, and is so it, I've been invited name, to participate. The name implies that it's like, hey, this is my buddy and I can vouch for yes. him. Is that one of those deals? Yes. I've Ooh, been that's invited a lot of to pressure. participate. Yes. That is a lot of pressure. So who needs Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise? I'm going to find my guy on Vouch. Uh, here's here's my take on da- on dating sites. I think they're um, just as, if not more, valid than just meeting some dude in a bar. Yeah. I mean, I think as, as long as you're careful about it, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's valid. It's so the you know, day more and age we live in. Let's um, jump in. Okay, so now we're doing Bachelor in Paradise, and I want to be clear that yeah. we're going to be busy about what six hours a week or oh my <laughs> gosh, like many... nine. It's <laughs> terrible. Now, what are you yeah. most looking forward to for Bachelor in Paradise? Um, I am looking forward to figure out how Jordan got a hold of that outfit he was wearing when he threw the teddy bear mm-hmm. into the ocean. I want to figure out that. Um, I also want to see why everyone is crying so much. Yes. I mean, like, like it looks, I mean, you're talking, it looks like somebody passed away. That's how upset some of these yeah. people are. It um, rains a lot. Maybe they're sad that their vacation has rained out. And then I also want to see if they enforce the drink limit or if maybe the rules are a little, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Yuki doesn't understand the rules as right. much as Wells does and Yuki's sl- slipping them a drink. So I want to see if anyone gets makes a fool out of themselves. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I find the final thing I want to see is I want to see why Leo is such a jerk to Joe the grocer. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping that grocery store Joe isn't a chotch. 
that's what I'm hopeful for right now because I'm thinking yeah, he... you know, a lot of people hoped oh. a lot of people hoped that the uh, the Saints and would win the Super Bowl. A lot of people hoped that Chicago Cubs would be better than they were this year. A lot of people hoped that the Mets would win a game. <laughs> people in hell want ice water. That doesn't mean I they're going to get I, it. I think Joe the Grocer is going to be a generically simple guy, mm-hmm. and I don't think his personality is going to translate to paradise. So I think he'll come off as a little chachi. Mm, okay. Oh, no, I have a, I have a joke. Great. Um, and I'm just going to warn you to put your finger on the bleep button. You ready? <laughs> a long bleep or a short bleep? Uh, probably a long one. Now, oh, see, great. just, just so you, you and I are a little, little bit of a funk today. And so we're not having as many laughs as usual. So my, my sense of humor is not really resonating mm-hmm. <laughs> with you today. Um, so I've decided to tell you a joke in order for our outro to be the standard laugh that it always is. So okay. here we go. Mm-hmm. These two guys are um, sitting around in their living room, and one guy says to the other, "Hey, let's play a game." And the other guy says, "Well, what do you have in mind?" And he says, "Well, I'll tell you what, let's play a game of hide and go seek, and if you find me, then you get to." Dude, I don't silence. get it. <laughs> the point is not the game. <laughs> Never mind. Dude. I don't get it. <laughs> you. If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> Golly, that's such a good I'm joke. Sorry, you had to explain your joke. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, I got nothing out. You know, I hear, I hear, is one more your speed. Okay. Why don't lobsters like to share? Why? Because they're shellfish. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good Bachelor in Paradise joke. <laughs> works with like any shellfish. Works with any shellfish, by the way. You can you can use mussels, you can use, you know, whatever. <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for listening. I love to connect on social media. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. It would be so nice if you would review the podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to check out my book, Why I Hate Green Beans, at your favorite retailer. And it's on sale for $2.99 in ebook form. You should go get it. Also, check out one of our show sponsors, Digital Lemonade. If you need help creating a website, refreshing a website, or maintaining a website, this is the group for you. Simply Google Digital Lemonade to learn more or visit my website for a direct link. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Kiss.